following is an R.E.D. Podcast Network production, bringing on-demand geek audio straight to your eardrums one podcast at a time. To listen to more great geek audio podcasts, check out the R.E.D. Podcast Network at redpodcastnetwork.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Welcome to the 11pm Somewhere podcast. My name is Ian and I am the strong arm of stout and each week I jump on my beer crate adorned at my craft beer parasheath shooing away the bland tasteless dullards of the beer producing world to lend my voice to the Irish craft beer revolution. Thanks for daring to put the world's most dangerous podcast into your ears this week. This week on the show we're doing a bit of a trip down memory lane and I'm going to be talking about that first craft beer eureka moment that I had in my life. I'm going to be sharing a couple of craft beer eureka moments from a couple of listeners to the show and followers on the Twitter. And remember, you can always follow me on the Twitter at 11pm somewhere. Uh, Quick update before we get into taking that little trip down memory lane, beer in hand. Uh, The show t-shirts, the first ones have literally come off the production line and I get to pick them up in the next couple of days and I actually get to make good on a couple of deliveries for t-shirts for orders I already got in advance. Uh, Some people were kind enough to pay me and I think I can actually now announce that the price of the t-shirts is going to be $19.95 plus postage and packaging for the shirts. Uh, when I get these, I'm going to get some nice pictures, put them up on the site, and what I'll do is I'll take orders for them through the PayPals. I'll put the details up because I'm still working out the script details for doing a shop in WordPress, and so far it's turning out to be a bit of a pain in the ass. So what I'll do is uh, I will be doing it that way, and I'll be able to take the orders and show you the pictures, and it'll be all pretty cool. Uh, the initial pictures that I got to see myself are really good, but I want to get some real high-quality ones done and put up there. So, on to this week's show. Talking about trip down memory lane, I was... Um, I was having a look the other day on YouTube, and there's a channel that I follow called the Craft Beer Channel, uh, done by a couple of guys out of the UK who talk about their favourite craft beers, review craft beers, and do all the kind of good stuff that I like to do, which is pretty cool. Uh, recently, they've become affiliated with Jamie Oliver's Drinks Tube, something which I'm sorry I'm going to push, and if you haven't subscribed to it, you most definitely should. Uh, Jamie's Food Tube has been amazing, and you've got other guys spread, spreading off that like uh, sorted food on YouTube as well. Again, another set of it. Another amazing channel about sort of food and and done in a really really easy digestible way and done by a couple of guys who are uh, also in their 30s which is kind of cool uh, because I am in my 30s um, so the, uh, the one of the polls they had during the week was which craft beer um, was provided people in the UK because it's predominantly UK aimed but they tend to have like American beers on it as well and other European beers which is pretty cool um, they asked, like, what beer provided you with your eureka moment around craft beer? And this was about, like, sort of, which beer that when you drank it went, wow, craft beer is for me. And the response wasn't really shocking to me. Over 50% of people who responded to the poll said that Punk IPA by Brewdog was actually their eureka moment beer. And that really doesn't surprise me. It surprised me. It's a really good gateway beer. And you know what? I've actually used it as my gateway beer to other people in the past when I too wanted to send them down the rabbit hole of craft beer to go on a, on, a, on the same journey of discovery as myself or their own journey of discovery, uh, which a lot of them actually have. And 
it is one that I, I continue to recommend to people. And, you know, it's not a bad beer. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to sort of share my own experience of my own Eureka moment. And my Eureka moment actually came way back in 1998, uh, where I had moved to Philadelphia to take up a job for a couple of months uh, with a friend of mine over there um, doing some web design work, which I really, really enjoyed. And it was an awful lot of fun. And I really liked living in Philadelphia. I don't think I actually appreciated living in the States at the time because uh, after about, like, I could have stayed on longer, but at the end of three months, I was just sick of it and wanted to come home. Um, I just did, I did American culture. I didn't understand that. I was only a kid, and it was the first time I'd actually gotten to live abroad myself, and I just didn't really appreciate it a whole lot, and that was a real problem. But anyway, so I got over there, and the first beer that I actually got to try when I got in there, so I had to, to fly to Philadelphia back in the day. Let's just roll back a little bit further. You couldn't fly direct from Dublin to Philadelphia. You had to go like Dublin to New York to Philadelphia, or you go Dublin, Boston, Philadelphia. And my route at that stage was I went Dublin, Boston, Philadelphia. And while I was laid over in Boston, um, I actually had a bottle of Sam Adams while I was in the airport. And it was because I was looking for beers, and it was the only one that I was like... It, it, for number one, it was cheap. I only had a couple of bucks on me at the time. Everything else was sort of in... Uh, I just didn't really want to break it. When I was a cheap bastard back in the day, let's call a spade a spade. Uh, and Sam Adams was reasonably cheap, so I had a bottle of Sam Adams, and I remember drinking it. And, and again, every time I open a bottle of Sam Adams, I get the same thing. It's like, wow, this is such a kick-ass beer. Uh, and it was so new to me because like when I was a kid in my early 20s I mean I drank like crap beer like everyone else who was in their early 20s uh, unlike now actually where there's an abundance of craft beer to go and put your hands on in, in Ireland uh, but in my early 20s like back in the 90s like I drank crap beer the same as everyone else I mean most of the time I found myself drinking Guinness or uh, as a student you know it's the things that you do when you're in your early 20s uh, drinking things like JD and Cokes and and pretty much anything you can get your hands on. Bookfast was something I actually can say I never drank when I was in my 20s. Uh, I'm kind of proud of that fact. Um, and like a lot of people, you seem to be very proud of it. But whatever. Um, so I drank, I had a Sam Adams, and it was amazing. And then I got to Philadelphia and met my friend, and we went out and we got some pizza and we got some food. And then we went and hit one of the supermarkets. And the first time I went into an American supermarket, Jesus Christ, my. My eyes nearly exploded out of my head. I couldn't get out. Number one, over the size of the trolleys. That was insane. Number two, the size of the supermarket and the amount of choice. Insane. Number three, the size of the steaks that they sold in packs was just utterly insane. And then when it came to the section for beer, I can't remember. I think it was maybe a Walmart we went to. But the selection of beers that were in there, and I remember having like Sierra Nevada uh, while I was in there, and I think I managed to get like an anchor as well, because I said, oh, I got some Sam Adams, so I got a six-pack of Sam Adams, and that was pretty cool. That was my first six-pack of it, and I was really happy about that. I got a couple of Sierra Nevadas, and I was actually fairly dubious about it, getting them as well, because um, I was like, dude, it's beer in, a gr in green. That's never a good thing. Green and beer. And he's like, no, no, trust me, you'll like these. These are really good. And then Anchor was something that my parents, who had been to San Francisco, had, said, had had uh, quite a bit. And they were big fans of Anchor. And when I seen Anchor Steam was there in bottles, like I was like, okay, I'm definitely having that. Because I thought the likelihood of me being able to hit that on draft, like that was never going to happen. 
Uh, so I get back and we're have we're cooking up a load of pizza and we're cooking up steak and ribs and, and shit like that. It was a big party. Like they, that was a really cool thing when I moved over there. Like the guys, they threw me this big ass party and we got to have like loads of really cool American foods. They're all trying to introduce me to, like, give me an overload of Americana in one night, and it was actually pretty freaking cool. Even though I was wrecked tired, and the alcohol certainly didn't help, but uh, I remember going through the Sam Adams, and I remember having a couple of Sierra Nevadas, I remember having the Anchor as well, um, and to be honest, and I'll be really honest here, Sierra Nevada, I didn't remember the taste of it, didn't remember the taste of the Anchor either, and I was really annoyed by that, and I think sort of later on the next week when I was going and picking up some more stuff in the supermarket as well, uh, again, long before I learned about Walmart and all the rest of it. Got a couple more Anchor, got a couple of Sierra Nevadas, and I just sort of, like, it started... It, like, the first thing I noticed when I opened up a tin of Sierra Nevada, but and opened that tin up, like, big waft of hops coming smacking me in the face. And again, really not used to that, because this, in Ireland, like, in the 90s, it was Budweiser, Heineken, uh, Guinness, Murphy's, and... Carlsberg and all the usual sort of suspects that we had back in the day and maybe Stella. I think Hogarten was probably the most, uh, when I think about it in the 90s, was probably the most uh, avant-garde thing I found at a pub at any one time. Hogarten is still a good beer uh, by by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so I remember just like big waft of hops hitting me out of the, out of the tin and I've been like, I remember just wondering what the hell it was and in my first taste this year in Nevada I was super dubious about it. Uh, and I wasn't sure whether I liked it or not, but it was like, hang on a second, if I'm going to be living here, I should get used to drinking American beers. And apparently these are all pretty good beers. Um, and I'm one of these guys who, if I'm going to go and experience something, hell, I'm going to dive in both feet and I'm going to enjoy it in the process. So, really enjoyed the Sierra Nevada. A couple of days later, had a really uh, crappy day at work, came home, um, and I came, actually came home and I had a meatball sub with me as well. We stopped off in this place down the road. Um, in Eddystone, which did the, it was a Greek place, and they did these amazing um, meatball subs, which were just utterly kick-ass. And I had one of those, and I had the anchor in the fridge. I was like, "Screw it, I've had a bad day. I'm going to open up an anchor." And again, I remember popping the top off an anchor and just going, "Wow, this is an amazing smelling beer, and this this tastes really, really good and really enjoyable." And for me, sort of every time I crack open a bottle of Anchor, I'm, I'm always drawn back to that moment when I'm sitting in a kitchen in the middle of, of Eddystone, uh, up on Duane Street, actually, and I'm and I'm drinking this this beer out of this bottle, and I remember thinking, wow, it's a really small, stubby bottle, and it was really, really good. But now, in saying that, after a sort of a, a couple of weeks or whatever else, once I'd kind of I'd acclimatized myself to living there. Um, one of the things that I found I found my way to was a little company called Yard Brewing. And this was actually, I think, my real eureka moment when it came to craft beer and what it was. And it was actually... Uh, it, I don't know, I can't remember how I actually came across this with Drew. I must, I really, I really must ask him again how it was I came across this. I mean, if he remembers at this point, it would be amazing. But um, it was a, a bottle called Extra Pale Ale, and uh, I actually liked the label of it. That was actually what drew it to me. And then plus also Drew had said to me, "Hey, this is a beer which is brewed in Philadelphia. You'll kind of like this." And you know that drinking that beer. I, for me, it was my eureka moment around craft beer. But here's the thing. When I came back 
from the States. Again, it wasn't really craft beer. It was drinking real beer and understanding what beer with lots of flavors and big flavors and big hops were. And when I came back from the States and I came to uh, back to Ireland, like I couldn't find anything that was remotely close to that. And that really annoyed me. And then like, I was kind of flitting around between all, all sorts of beers. There was periods of time where I didn't drink beer at all. I was drinking uh, like whiskey and Cokes and stuff. And then it sort of it rolled by a couple of years later, 96, and I'm living in the UK, I'm living in Lincolnshire, and I'm living in Grimsby. Grim by name, grim by nature. Um, I say that kindly. Grimsby is actually a nice place. There's some nice people in Grimsby. The north of England, I have an utter affinity for. Um, south of England, and I'm going to London, uh, you can freaking keep it. North of England, talk about Yorkshire, Lincolnshire, and you talk about even going up to... Um, up as far as Newcastle, I love that end of the world. It's just amazing. Manchester as well, really nice place. I just really like the north of England. Again, it was the beers. When I was living up in Lincolnshire, I was working for uh, Total on one of their their largest refinery in Europe. Um, and I was at my nighttime job was actually working in a local hotel um, because that was my first job that I had when I got there. When I was trying to find a job and then landed the job in Total, but I decided to keep it on anyway because I really enjoyed it. Number one and number two, uh, I was I, the French chef that was actually in the hotel liked the fact that for once he had pints of Guinness poured properly for him and designated that I was the only person who was now pulling pints of Guinness. I'm not sure whether that's an achievement now or not. But anyway, uh, they used to have lots and lots of cask ales. And they would be getting them from local breweries in Lincolnshire. And there was a couple over in Yorkshire they'd be getting them from as well. And I remember the first time I got to pull a cask ale. And I remember pulling down on the arm. And it was coming down through the sparkler. And uh, then keep hitting the pump with one pump, two pumps, three pumps, four pumps of beer to get it into a glass. And I remember sitting there my first time having it. And I thought it was, wow, this was incredible. There was so much flavor in the beer. And again, it was like instantly transported back to that moment when I was living in Philadelphia 98. Um, where I had like Yard, Brewings, uh, Extra Pale Ale, that real eureka moment after I'd already had Sam Adams, after I'd already had like Sierra and Anchor. And I think there was a couple other ones as well, I can't remember them, but they're the ones that really stand, stood out for me. And I remember like I was drinking this cask ale, and then I started trying more of the cask ales, and it was something that like, I got to the point where I was like, wow, People up here know how to have beer. Beer with lots and lots of flavour. I love the fact I was getting beer that was properly bitter as well. Again, something that was really nice. It was beer that was fresh. Um, there was a guy who, his brewery used to make it, and he used to deliver his beers himself to the hotel. The hotel itself had a really lucrative contract with uh, Total at the time, where the guys who'd be coming in from the North Sea, and they'd be coming on land, uh, they'd actually be staying and put up in this hotel. It's its primary business was actually servicing um, Shell, uh, sorry, BP, Shell, and Total's um, guys coming back on land off the North Sea, and it was really, really cool. Especially when they were coming in off the boats that were delivering the oil, where they'd stay there for a while, and then they'd come in and they'd be staying in the hotel and all the rest of it. And that was it was great because they'd always have fresh beers, and the beers would always be really, really good. And again, it was just that moment took me right the way back and zipped me back to Philadelphia, um, having that yard and brewing beer and the Cascades. I mean, when I came home from the UK, um, I moved back here again wasn't cask ales and trying to explain to people cask ales and how good they were and all i would usually get is 
uh, bloody English, what do they know with their frickin' warm beer? Because everyone, of course, was drinking, like, super cold lager at the time. And it was, a, uh, it was all Yank rice and corn lager and that kind of stuff. Uh, Hycaggio and Diageo in Bev and all that rest of that kind of crap they were. And Stella at this time was taking off in Ireland and all the rest of it. People were getting into their pints of wife beater. Um... And you know what? It was it, it was such a shame. I came home and I didn't discover it. And then I kind of every time I'd gone abroad, I kept finding beers that I really liked. And then I come home and I'd be super disappointed. Of course, I'd have be able to find bottles of Anchor here or there, be able to find like Sierra Nevada here or there, and that was always good. Again, I, I always say this: you can't go wrong when you go and you get yourself some Sierra Nevada. You just, you just can't. And same with Anchor. You crack open a bottle and big ass smile on your face once you've had a bottle of it. Um, and there are. You know what, here's the thing, when I've sent people down the craft beer rabbit hole and they've either gone, uh, in the past, before I discovered uh, Sam Black's Kinsale Pale Ale, you send them down the road of having Punk IPA and then send them down the rabbit hole afterwards when they said they liked that, then going, you know, try some Sierra Nevada and if you're feeling a bit brave, get some Torpedo because Torpedo is really cool and plus, you know, we won't recognize your face afterwards. Um, <laughs> same for Hardcore IPA as well. Um, but then I started sending people down the route of, you know, if you want to try craft beers, you want to try an Irish craft beer as well and fly the flag while you're having your booze, go and get one of Sam's uh, Kinsale Pale Ales, you really like it, go and get your hands on a brew rua, you can't go far wrong. Or for guys who are, you know, I haven't been able to convert a Guinness person into an Irish craft beer stout yet, it's really weird. Um, and you know what I, I again I'm, I keep trying and finding those eureka moments and to see if they have and what's funny is Porterhouse is one of those things that just lived in Dublin for some time and my mum and dad used to rave about going into Porterhouse my dad would be in like oh I'll go as good and i get my pints of chiller and then first time I tried chiller I was like uh uh-uh. uh this isn't great. I'm not loving this at all. And then I tried their beers back then. I didn't like them. And you know what? Even today, I still don't like things like Brain Blaster or Hophead. I don't like either of those. Um, they're stouts, however. I do like them. It's because I think of, as I've gotten older, my tastes have changed. And I'm definitely more into the stouts now as it comes from. And you know what's funny is over the last couple of years, and I think about it, I've weaved in and out of an awful lot of European beers. Uh... Pilsner, Urkel, you can't dispute it, it's a great Euro lager, you can't beat it, um, again, really, really nice, and again, it was one of those ones, if I had it, I'd be like, yeah, if they had somewhere I had it, I'd be like, yeah, I'll drink that, or I drank Erdinger, because it was like, uh, I'll have wheat beers, um, and again, wheat, it's probably one of the reasons why wheat beer is something that I haven't really liked, I, even today, it's not something that I'd predominantly go and order, someone says, oh, have one of these, um, I wouldn't have one, but I'll tell you what, in the last year or year and a bit actually uh there's a guy i worked with who we became very good friends with uh, i keep referring to him a lot on this show frank i really got to get him on the show so we can talk about craft beers because uh, this dude likes his beers and he's unashamed about what he likes and i like that too uh he i remember him going to me hey you should he introduced me to brew dog actually so if you've got any complaints about my love of brew dog you need to aim all cannons at him um, he introduced me to Punk IPA as well. And I remember having it and going, wow. And then that for me was like another sort of eureka moment to go further down the rabbit hole and try more beers as well. And oh, I had, had O'Hara's. And O'Hara's, there's nothing wrong with the beers. I think they're a good solid beer. Um, but you know what? They don't set my world on fire. And it wouldn't be a beer. Put it this way. If I'm in a pub and O'Hara's is the only craft beer on top, I will happily have an O'Hara's and I'll have a big ass smile on my face. Especially their stouts. 
Uh, and if it's land for land, I will definitely have a big ass smile on my face because I really do like that beer. Uh, and their double IPA, you know, it's you know, it's let's call it a bit of it. It's not really a double IPA. Under I don't I don't put it in the same category as Hardcore IPA by Brewdog. I don't put it in the same category as Torpedo by Sierra Nevada. And I certainly don't put it in the same category as I Beat You by McKellar, which is just one heck of a of an, a double IPA, Imperial IPA, whatever you want to call it, same same bloody thing. Um, and you know what? It's it is. You keep finding these beers when you go through periods, and like, and I think about my own life, and I've gone through periods where I've had access to really good beer, and then access to like no good beer whatsoever and then I rediscover a really good beer and I take it to a foreign trip or when I, I live in another country and I've, then I get to try more really good beers and then I come back to crap beer and then it's, uh, it, it, it's gone through these cycles you know I've actually considered like I've, I've actually been really fortunate that I've discovered really good beers at points in my life and I'm, in one respect I'm kind of envious of 20 year olds growing up right now because they don't know how good they have it in Ireland in terms of the selection of really good beer that's available out there and the world of taste and flavors that they can be exposed to uh again really really cool um so what i did before the podcast i actually put a shout out on twitter asking people to share their eureka moments with me uh, and with people who listen to the show and the first one that came in was john who does the beer nut blog if you haven't checked this blog out why haven't you done it you really should and john actually writes you know hi in my eureka moment was in 1996 when i first heard there was a brew pub open in dublin age 19 i didn't think i had any real concept of beer being something that came from somewhere that it was a product of a place and a process actually made by people i remember being amazed at the idea of being able to drink a beer at the place it was brewed to see the people making the beer at the same time as drinking it i was off down to the porterhouse the first chance i got and i've been drinking there ever since to this day i love brew pubs and drinking at the source i've been to nearly 100 of them in 24 countries and it's always the first thing i look for when i travel somewhere you know, John, I actually agree with you there. Brew pubs are amazing. I think it's a great way, and it's something that I even discovered in the U.S., and I think it, the growth of it in the U.S. as well has been fantastic. I can't wait till we start getting more of them here. I think our licensing laws need to be relaxed a bit more. Uh, I like the idea of going to places where you can own... It is the only pub where you can, or the only establishment where you can have that particular beer. I love that that sense of exclusivity to it as well and the fact that the people who are there care so much about about having that that they love making their own beer it's such a great thing janice dunn janice is one of the members of the uh, dublin beer ladies society and uh, she's irish beer snobs other half and janice wrote me and she said my craft beer eureka moment happened back in 2010 i went to visit a friend in bingley leeds with irish beer snob we were in a pub called the brown cow a small local place that sold no mainstream beer i recognized with the help of Irish beer snob and the barman, I was introduced to Timothy Taylor, landlord on draft. Couldn't get enough of it. It was the first time I'd ever tried pale ale. I love the flavour and the aroma. Again, I had that same thing where I went to a place where I had nothing that I recognised on beer in the UK, on tap in the UK. Again, I love that thing of where you go somewhere and there's nothing that you recognise and there's all these sort of new beers to go and try. Um... Not to digress off Janet's story, because I think it's a really great idea, a great story, and I think that's probably typical of an awful lot of people who have those experiences when they travel abroad and they get introduced to these kind of beers. I remember a couple of years ago, I went snowboarding for the first time in Bulgaria, and I remember going somewhere, and there was no beers that I recognised whatsoever. Uh, they had no macro beers in this ski resort, in this resort I went to. Uh, and I was actually really happy about that at the same time. 
um, that I was able to have all these like Bulgarian beers and these Eastern European beers that I'd never tried before. And it was really, really cool. It was one of those things I, I really enjoyed. And again, I love going to Eastern Europe because every time I go there, I'll find beers that I've never, ever tried before. It's one of the great, uh, great uh, unsung beer trails, I think, for us Europeans. Uh, Mark McDonald on Twitter said, uh, Koizbo Russian Imperial Stout at the Alltech competition gold medal winner back in Dublin, February 14. That was his beer eureka moment. Simon Broderick, who runs the Simon Says Beer Blog again, another beer blog you must definitely check out, said, I suppose the one that stands out is when I went to visit the Galway Hooker Brewery, one of the first new wave Irish beers. Uh, again, that's a beer that I've actually consumed a fair bit of, and I'm actually I'm actually a bit of a fan of it. It took a bit of a time for me to come around to that beer, I have to be honest. Um, great beer, really nice one as well. I think uh, when I've gone into the Market Garden Bar, uh, a couple of times with friends and people I work with have gone in for food and everything else. It's the one Irish craft beer they have on tap or the one craft beer they actually have in the place. And you know what? It, it's I don't see it as a disappointment that it's the only one I get to drink because you know what? It's not a bad beer. It's not a bad pale ale. Um, I mean, it's not going to set world on fire. It's not going to set new world records for best Irish craft beer. And I thought, but you know what? It's a good, solid beer. It does what it says in the glass. It does what it says in the pump, you know. And there's nothing wrong with it. And it's just one of those things that I really enjoy. I'd love to know more people's craft beer eureka moments and stories. Uh, again, I'd love to be able to share them with people either on the blog as a follow-up to this or on the next show as well. Uh, the next show, speaking of, it, next weekend is actually Easter weekend. Uh, those who know me know I don't really pay much heed to the whole religious thing and whatever it is. Uh, that's just not my bag. That's another story aside and definitely not one for this podcast. Uh, but next week what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to be doing a show where I'm going to talk about some really cool beers. I'm actually going to do this show. Uh, I'm going to see how early I can get it out on the Saturday. So if you need to find any of these beers to go and pick them up to try them with your Easter Sunday dinner, you can go and try them with it. Uh, if you haven't already got some beers picked out. And craft beer drinkers always have beers picked out. We always have our eyes on beers. We're, we're greedy with our eyes and greedy with our taste buds. But next week's show is going to be talking about some great craft beers and some great Irish craft beers that you can pair with different courses that you're going to be having. Uh, whether that's like a cheese board, whether it's going to be like having your leg of lamb, having your turkey... Uh, having chicken and the usual type of dessert things as well and a couple of those and I'm going to really enjoy that because again beer and food two things I love putting together and two things that separately I love them together they're even better it's just like a marriage made in heaven by all means necessary and you know what that sound means it is last orders on the show thanks once again for joining the 11pm somewhere podcast and sticking the world's most dangerous beer podcast into your ears remember each week new episodes of the show are available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio so feel free to drop me a review and rating as it helps the show climb the ladder to the podcast charts and remember you can always hit up the show on the Twitter machines at 11pm somewhere or you can send an email to the show show at 11pm somewhere.com if you want to join the mailbag on any episode hit me up on that on that email address until next time I've been me you've been you and the last one left standing turns the lights out cheers to you craft beer drinker Addy the Irish Craft Beer subreddit contains all the latest news, reviews, blogs, and posts from around the internet about Irish craft beer. To find out more, check out www.reddit.com slash or slash Irish craft beer. Join the revolution.